You are listening to audio from the Decidedly Podcast. This episode is a highlight clip from this week's full episode. To listen in on the complete conversation, see the show notes for the link to the complete show. You can help us out by leaving us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate every bit of your support. I'm Morgan McKittrick, your producer, and this is Decidedly. We're dreamers, right? Entrepreneurs and artists, we're dreamers. We see the moon. That's why That's why we're doing what we're doing, right? And so sometimes we do do that, right? Like I'll have a client who's like, I want to be at the Tonys this year. And I'm like, whoa, 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 we got to back up to get to, to what the actual next goal is. What, what is the goal that will move you to the Tonys? What has to happen before you get to the Tonys? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Sometimes and there's it, an intermediary goal there. <laughs> got to get oh. a job on Broadway first. Yeah, that, right. that, that makes so much sense though that... that um, they may people may set the wrong goal because as wealth advisors, you know, when I came into this industry, I was told what you do is you help people meet their financial goals, and I found out really quickly that nobody has any, mm. and if they do, they actually aren't really that Are important bad. to them. They're bad. Oh, or maybe they're unachievable. Maybe it's something that they said because they thought that I wanted them to say that. Interesting. Uh, all types of different things. So what I did with my clients is I went through. Um, I, I wanted to have a reset with everybody on these goals. And so I, I, I had this uh, like portal that they could log in and see their progress to their goals. I deleted everybody's goal. I wrote them down. So I, rem- I knew what you they could were. See them. Mm-hmm. But I said, I want you to go back and set your goals again. And mm-hmm. almost nobody set the exact same goals. Wow. And these are things that we were talking about at least quarterly together. I mean, we were making big financial decisions based on what you said was important. And then I said, go write them down again. They couldn't even remember what they were. Or they would add goals that we had never talked about. I said, oh my gosh, I've been completely (laughs) wasting our time. You never told me you wanted a boat. Yeah, Yeah, you didn't tell me that. (laughs) I thought we'd been saving money for this house. You didn't even remember where that was going to be. Yeah, all sorts of weird things happen with goal setting. Well, totally. And I mean, it makes sense, right? Like our brains are wired again for survival. They're not wired for growth. And so if we do want to grow, we have to outsmart our brains, right? Like the two things, the two skills that ultimately if we was going to, if I was going to narrow it down to what I do is I help clients rewire their brains and hack their nervous system. So meaning like our brains, again, we're wired for survival. You might think I, someone, I don't know, maybe a million dollars is the, is the like, or I don't know, what what is it that's like the $10 million is the like freedom number where you can always just live off of the interest, right? So let's say like that's someone's goal. That if you're used to making $100,000 a year, that's change. And your brain sees any change, even if it's in a positive direction, as a threat because any, it, because it's a threat to your identity. It's a threat to the way that you're showing up in the world. And right now you are safe. So you might not want to be only making $100,000 a year, but your brain thinks that it's safe. And so your brain's going to find- you're not dead. Yeah. You're not dead, exactly. And your family hasn't abandoned you, hopefully, right? And so, and that's really what our subconscious brain is always just looking for. And so um, we, our brains find these really sneaky ways of sabotaging us. One of them that you just mentioned, and this is you know the work that I do with clients is going through and seeing what is your pattern. A lot of people, it's to change their goal. Right. It's to get confused about what it is, to uh, forget about it, to have distractions. We also will find these really sneaky, like messed up ways of sabotaging, like things will start going really well in one direction. And then you'll just start picking a fight with your spouse for literally no reason other than just that, like, it's your brain's way of distracting you from going towards this goal that would lead to change. 
Um, so yeah, that makes that makes so much sense that, that that's what you see with wealth as well. What are some practical things that people can do to overcome that? Because as you're explaining it, I was thinking of a hundred different ways that I've done the same thing. I mean, I'll have what, a change your goals. No, no. Well, more uh, resist change more broadly. You know, I had a a business coach who I hired to help me set, you know, set the vision for my company. And one of those things was revenue. And and he suggested a number that made me want to vomit. I was like, I don't even want to do that, man. Uh, It's just like, Mm -hmm. that's too much. And and I didn't really realize why I was resistant to that because I could remove myself from the situation in the moment and say, there's no real reason why doubling my business or whatever it was should should be off-putting. That should be good. I should be happy about that. I should be excited about that. Why was my initial instinct to not do it? And I, that makes all the sense in the world to me is that it's a threat to the, threat to, the threat status, to status quo. The status quo, which is at least not death and destruction right now. Exactly. Well, it's that same thing, right? We, I'm sure your your clients and your the listeners can relate to this. Of that that old adage of like more money, more problems, right? Or that's like the big one. That and that is it's become part of the zeitgeist, right? So I would say like in terms of like practical things, we got to look at three things that are keeping you in that mindset or keeping you playing safe or keeping you from from making change. Um, and also, I just want to say like this, it's the same thing with wealth or uh, the same thing with money is the same thing with fame. People think, oh, famous people are self-centered, famous people and people say uh, wealthy people are greedy. Right. That's not true. It's just it just it's money and fame are just a resource. They're just going to be used based on the person who's using them. The same as you could use a kitchen knife to slice an onion. You could also use that same kitchen knife to murder someone. <laughs> right. Like and so it really is just based on who has the resource and what they're using it for. Um but the first thing that we have to do is just identify where what these stories are and what they're doing, right? That is that part where I'm saying we have to hack your brain. And overarchingly, there's three main components. So the first one is going to be this primal instinct that's just like, don't change anything, right? It's safe right here. The second thing we have is societal norms. So this could look like, you know, if you grew up in a town where everyone, I'm just using 100K for whatever, but where everyone made 100K, then to make 200K, that's going to seem like a threat to the the tribe, right? Um it's yeah. the same thing with like, you know, a lot of the people that I work with are women, uh, people of color, things like that. And so they haven't they don't necessarily have a lot of role models or a lot of people that they're they can look to and say, like, this is safe for me to go and live in this big, expansive way. And then the third thing is, um, you know, trauma, past negative past experiences. So, you know, we always like oftentimes uncover these times where, you know, maybe you did try putting yourself online and you got a, a attacked by a bunch of like uh, trolls or something like that. Or maybe you did make more money and then you lost it all. You made a bad investment. Right. It made that like risky, um, risky choice and it didn't pay off. Those things are going to teach you to just keep going back. Just don't change anything. Keep things exactly where they're at. And so really, unless um, you know, I like to think about the mindset kind of the all of this is it's the roots, it's the subconscious things, it's what's below the surface. And a lot of the times, you know, I'm sure you've seen with creating wealth, it's so much more than just put money in this place and do this. You have to have the yeah. mentality to sustain that. Otherwise, you know, it's like when someone wins the lottery, they're they lose the money within a year or whatever that statistic is. It's the same thing with creating fame. If you don't have that foundation there, then you're going to self-sabotage. And that's why we end up seeing so many people turn to alcoholism or drugs or addictions, different things like that, because ultimately they don't have the foundation to sustain um, the, the power that that is. 
Sean and I kind of see a, a different version of, I think, the same psychological phenomenon in, in our world. When we, we will work with people who have money, but are resistant to using that to better their own life or create meaningful impact in the world. And so I, I'm sure you see that as well. It's like you have clients that either already maybe have the fame or they at least have the opportunity to get the fame. But there's something within these people that have the fame or have the money that aren't willing to use it that there's this feeling of unworthiness or or there's a delusion of I don't really have the money. Yes. I don't have money like that. And, and Or and I don't deserve the results of I, what would happen if I spent it. I don't, you know, deserve, I don't deserve the that. new car or the vacation or whatever. Yeah, I remember um, I had a client. She's a single woman who she's never been married. She's got enough money to light half of it on fire and she's still never going to worry about running out of money. Like she's done great for herself financially. And she, I said, you know, what's the biggest issue that you're facing in life right now? And you know what she said to me? Adulting. She was like, I don't like scheduling my doctor's appointments. I don't like making sure that I'm there when the AC repairman needs to come fix something. It was all the chores. And I said, oh, well, you could hire someone to do all fix. that. Yeah. Like, that's so easy. You could just hire someone. And she goes, that's for rich people. I said, you're yeah. rich. <laughs> yeah. You know, if, and if, I'm still working on that with her, by the way. We yeah. have not yet hired an assistant, but she could. And have it, her it's, give me it's a call. very similar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. I've, I've, I've said to somebody the other day, if you have a problem that money can fix and you have money, you don't have a problem. Yeah, 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 and and that is that's a mindset that a lot of people have to struggle with to get to. Thanks for making the great decision to listen into this week's episode highlight. If you want more of what you just heard, see the show notes for the full episode. As always, for the latest decision-making tips, find us on decidedlypodcast.com or on Instagram at decidedlypodcast. And be sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter from the link in the show notes. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review as well. We read all of your comments, so if you learned some decision-making tips today, let us know. Until next time, this is Decidedly. Insights, advice, and comments provided by Sean Smith, Sanger Smith, and speakers identified as part of the Decidedly podcast should not be considered recommendations. Speakers not identified as members of Decidedly are expressing their opinion, and their statements should not be construed as reflecting the views of the Decidedly team. This podcast is produced solely for informational purposes, not personalized advice.